frequent guest on uh, Keep It Real is Mr. Kevin D. Miller-Pawalski. Kevin, it's been a while. Good to finally see you again. Yeah, it's good talking to you, Alex. I always enjoy our conversations, and uh, thanks for having me back. Well, I've got to salute you guys. Oh, my pleasure. I've got to salute you, our Air Force, for doing their big um, flyover tonight, today, earlier, uh, you know, representing and, and tributing to new, paying tribute to New York City. So thank you guys for doing that. Yeah, that had to be awesome to to watch. Awesome display. I know uh, every time we uh, watch the, you know, the the Air Force pilots and the Navy pilots come through, man, it's it's quite a see. It gives you chills just watching them. And I know the next question is going to be, well, if they could do that, why can't we do like a, a, a Jones Beach day, you know, where they do the whole air show? That's going to be the next big yeah. thing to see if they can yeah. do it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that would be cool. Very, very cool. Uh, how about you guys? Any any plans being set out for Memorial Day, or is it still kind of locked down central by you? Well, they're from what they're saying is, is things are going to start really, uh, things are going to open up on May 15th, which is still kind of, you know, I, I don't know, kind of a little, little ways off. Things are open up a little bit. There's a few beaches that are open here. They, um, I think they're kind of close off some of the parking to make people walk farther to try to discourage them. But, but a lot of the beaches are open now and people are just tired. They just want out and they want to get some sun and, and be done with this uh, lockdown. You mentioned that the other day, how about you guys? Have you been kind of staying in still or are you getting out and getting some air at least? We've been staying in uh, pretty much, you know, we pretty much been staying in um, California. When you go out, you have to have a mask. They won't let you in anywhere, uh, store, any place you go into. They'll ask you to leave if you don't have a mask. So we've pretty much stayed around the house. And so we're getting pretty um, antsy. A little oh, bit of cabin bet. fever, yeah. Especially my teenage girls, they're, they're they're like bouncing off the walls, wanting to get out and and do stuff. Well, right. Tell us a little about them because I know they've been they kind of had like career development stopped by Corona, right? Yeah, I mean everything slowed down. I mean they were here. I mean they're in public school. Um, my eighteen year old's a senior, and her graduation's now canceled. Her prom was canceled. It's a real disappointing year. I feel so bad for the class of twenty twenty because they're going to be remembered as the the Corona class, the class mm. that didn't walk. I mean the only class in history that didn't walk and get their diploma. It's it's heartbreaking. I don't even know if they got their cap and gown. To be quite frank with you, I don't even know that. Yeah, actually, uh, my daughter just went today and got her cap and gown. So she was trying it on at home. And, you know, she took a few pictures with her friends, you know, while they were out and made some, you know, TikToks and and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, so how is that? How is that trying to keep her safe but also letting her have the social life what's it, that like it's it's tough you know and i have an eighth grader too who's missed out on a lot um she she does choir and and uh they got they had a trip to disney that was canceled that she was very disappointed with and both of them are actors you know so acting kind of took a, a slow for a little bit they've been doing some auditions self-tape video type of auditions but it's getting to where you know she's like can i go to the beach you know like with my friends like this weekend or something and we're like you know what um yeah because some of them are open you know why not mm. you know? well that's good and i mean I just say wear the mask if you need to. That's kind of like how yeah. I feel about that. Well, yeah, and I and I yeah, and I have faith in people to be smart enough to know if if you're vulnerable to for this thing, wear a mask or stay home. You know, but you know if you're young and healthy, and you know if or, you know if you already had the the virus, you know, I mean it's it's getting to the point where it's it's time to to start opening things back up. Well, I've got to ask you this um, because 1920 
that mm-hmm. was when the flu was in. So how did your right. grandfather survive? How did Stanley Pawlowski survive the Spanish flu? You know, um, good question. And I, I really do not know the answer to that. O- only thing I do know is um, they survived it somehow. Somehow it, d- it didn't hit them uh, because he, he never, unless it was something that, that hit them and he didn't talk about. Because again, my grandfather was a man who had a lot of secrets and, and kept them to himself. But but he never mentioned um, he never mentioned the flu. You know, they they back in the twenties there was a lot of other diseases like dysentery and, and cholera and TB and also like I that. think. If T- I'm not yeah, mistaken. TB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they uh, I know my great grandparents lost uh, several children to that. You know, to diseases oh as well. Mm-hmm. Well, so let me. You've written the Heart of Steel. You're actually it's it's just evolving by the day. You've got a yeah. movie possibility coming up. I don't know if that was halted by Corona or not probably it's, was it's still in motion because right now it's the screenplay is being written so there's no stopping that our, our wonderful screen uh screenplay uh, our screenwriter uh ty de martino who's uh, done quite a few um good movies and stuff he's a pretty reputable uh, screenwriter good guy real good guy um he's been working on it he sent uh, an outline a couple weeks ago that the production company myself took a look at and we gave him our inputs and and feedback and now he's back working on the first draft of the screenplay. So he'll finish that. He'll send us the first draft. We'll do, you know, we'll do a, a, another session of, of looking at things over and giving him input. He'll write the final uh, version. And then we start pitching that and the book along with the book to investors to get uh, get this thing rolling. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the book because now you're going to have a big signing tomorrow like an e-sign or a virtual sign uh on on wednesday tell us what what we can do to be part of that um actually alex yeah i might the uh the signing actually got moved i actually did it this morning that uh, okay it due to scheduling conflicts but it is up on on facebook um the recordings up there with all the information uh you can uh just find me on facebook if you go to hardeststeelbook.com all my social media is at the top of the page and just click on Facebook and find me, uh, friend me, um, and cool. uh, it's up there. And it's also going to be on Zoom, and it's it's also going to be um, out there. Uh, Headline uh, Publisher Inc. is the uh, the publishing company that did this for me, and they're pu- pushing it out there. Well, is this like your second time? How many how many e signings have you done, and can we expect more in the future? This is the first one, and it was really cool. Um, yeah, I'd like to do some more in the future there because basically we just talked about, you know, like we're doing right here, talked about the book and went over, you know, different aspects of it and, and directed people to the website. And the, on the website, you you not only can order, you know, off the links for Barnes & Noble and Amazon, but there's also a PayPal button if you want an autographed copy to, uh, you know, go up and order an autographed copy. That's so cool. By the way, did they have Q and A with you today as well on the east side, or how did that go? Yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, they, we, um, yeah, we just sat and chatted, and um, you know, just talked about the book and talked about uh, coronavirus a little bit, and talked about uh, just a little bit of everything there, and uh, and and the progress of the book and how things are going along and stuff. It was a good interview. 
I know that the the times are changing, but I got to be honest. I'm just uh, I'm glad we got you on anyway, just to recap it and and say, hey, you're being active during this thing, and that's important. Mm-hmm. There is a message that nobody's active, that everybody's kind of inside. But no, we're doing things mm-hmm. technologically. Look at this, we're right. skyping, you know. Right, right. And that that that's good to see that you're still active with it. Yeah, no, you got to stay busy. Yeah, and and uh, they asked me about the next book. I I've actually finished the second book. Um, two nights ago it's it's ready to go through editing i'm doing some self-editing right now to get it to a point where i just you know can't edit it any further and then i'm going to turn it over to a professional editor and uh can you give me some inspiration because i'm trying to write my book and it's kind of like i don't i I find myself scrolling and trying to get radio together more than writing my own life story so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm trying to figure that out (laughs) yeah i'll try to figure out how to put your story together and how to write it and get the motivation to write it every day. Oh, like gosh, yeah. It, it, it is tough because you, you go through uh, phases where sometimes you just don't feel like sitting down. You're just not in the mood. And, and that really stifles your creativity a little bit. So you kind of want to find those uh, hours of the day where you feel your creativity and then and just sit down and, and go for as long as you can. You know, once you get tired and worn out, it's time to just kind of put it down and step away and, and go back to it. You know when you're when you're motivated again, because I think motivation is real important too. Because you just um, you need to be inspired and motivated while you're sitting there writing, because you'll you'll write better and it, it flows better. Talking with Kevin D. Miller, Pawalski, and um, the Pawalski. I mean, it, this whole story it it just gets better every time you tell it. So, of the few recordings we've done, any stories that we haven't heard from you in the book that that we should we shouldn't miss um i think we've covered it pretty well alex i mean it's it's a it's a great story it's an interesting story i mean some i get a lot of readers who say they have to remind themselves that that this really happened to somebody and uh you know that they rem- they have to re- remember this is a true story because it's so it's that incredible and uh and it's an inspiring story i mean it's something that if you get out there and, and pick this book up i, I promise you as the author you're going to cry you're going to laugh and you're going to live the story through the eyes of Stanley because I, I wrote it. It's a, even though it's a, a bio memoir, I've written it as a novel. You know, it reads like a novel. It's fast paced. It's cinematic. You know, you feel like you're watching it at the movies as you're, as you're going along on his life adventure. I never asked you this. Have mm-hmm. Polish outlets picked up on your story? That's kind of that, that's what I'm yeah. wondering. Yeah, there's a couple um, uh, American Polish magazine. There's two magazines, and, and those, and actually, all all the media um, are a lot of the media that I've uh, uh, been interviewed and stuff. Why I try to put that up on the website. I'm kind of sometimes I get lazy and, you know, it's kind of like the cobblers, you know, kids have no shoes. I'm a web developer, but sometimes I neglect my own stuff, you know, so I've got a few more to put up. Um, But, uh, yeah, there's a couple Polish magazines that actually were interested. There was actually a guy, I think, from American Polish magazine whose name was Roger Puchalski. And and we don't know if it's a relationship or not, but it was intrigued by it. And he read the story and he did a a, a review of the story on on his magazine. (laughs) Very cool. And so, yeah, the Polish community seems very interested. There's been some groups on on Facebook that I've joined that are Polish or, you know, Polish genealogy. And I'll mention it to them. And and they seem to be fascinated with the story. Well, you know, New York City also has a Polish community. Mm. In fact, they do the Mm. Polish parade every year. So I don't know if you can, if you want my help linking up. Oh, yeah. Some resources here in New York, too. Yeah. If you want to try that. I'd love to tap into that, you know, because it's it's interesting to me because I've learned 
more about Polish uh, culture, you know, the more I, I talk to folks who yeah, are I'm sure. Polish. Yeah, and I've learned a lot and just researching, you know, all the cultures and the, and the traditions and such and different things. Um, and then, uh, yeah, no, I would I would love to tap into that uh, market. And I think that that group would really enjoy, you know, the story in the book. Well, oh, I'm sure they would, because, you know, we march up or they march up Sixth Avenue every year. I hope they do it this year, too. But it's 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 a, it's a standing tradition here. So yeah. we should definitely link that up now. OK, so this 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 virus is happening. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of questions military wise, as we've talked about before. Yeah. But um, have you been now researching that time even more so with the whole? Yeah, there's a connection in that time with the Spanish flu. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah, I have kind of read a little bit up on it now because, I mean, that flu hit uh, much harder. I mean, the, the numbers were far worse. And, and, and the, the, the uh, I think the uh, antibodies and the resistance to it was much less. I mean, that flu was devastating. Not, not, that, this, not that this coronavirus isn't damaging. It's very damaging. Right. Um, but, you know, um, you know, I don't know. And as we see things develop here with the corona as well, we're we're learning that there's a whole lot more cases than we previously thought. Because like I like I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this too yet, but I I am 99.9% sure I had this virus back in November, December. My wife did and my daughter did. One of my daughters um, had the same symptoms, had the exact same symptoms. The lung went into our chest, the dry cough. Uh, my wife almost had to take her to the ER because she couldn't breathe and she was so lethargic. And this was like probably in December, you know, before all this came out. Well, now there's there's lots, there's thousands of other people who are saying the same thing that I am. And as they're testing for antibodies, they're finding that a whole lot more people have had this um, disease, which means that the death rate drops as well as as the numbers of people who had it increase the death rate i think now is like 0.1 percent right which which makes it like a bad flu you know i mean it's it's a bad thing and it's in you know like say one person lost is is one too many um but then we're seeing i mean i i I don't know i feel like it's sort of a an offense to those who did survive the vietnam war we're seeing the numbers say say, yeah. wow, this is more than the Vietnam War? I mean, this is yeah. almost appalling that they're saying that, isn't it? Yeah, it's appalling. It's appalling because I like, like learn your history. And I don't know what numbers they're referring to. If you're referring to the numbers of Americans who've been killed by the... I mean, there was like, what, 63,000 uh, American soldiers that died in Vietnam? I uh, might have to check that number, but it's somewhere around there. And, and what's the coronavirus up to now, 20,000? So in I'm, America. I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at it now. Hold on yeah. one second. Because yeah. the NPR did this article today about this. Mm. And mm-hmm. It just struck me like that's a headline on, on a CNN. Yeah. Are you right. kidding? Well, this, yeah, that doesn't surprise me for CNN. I mean, it's like you're counting the numbers from other countries. You know, they're, they're you know, how do you compare that to American soldiers? That's like apples and oranges. And I, 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 I agree that it's a war. Let's not be kidding ourselves. This is yeah. a war against the virus. But yeah. this is getting a little out of hand when you compare it to that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So I'll... here's what they said. And and by the way, Johns Hopkins is a very respectable mm-hmm. university, which is why I'm surprised mm-hmm. they're actually saying this. They say it reached 58,365 here in America. Oh, here I, in America. I... Okay. So it's approaching, it's approaching the 63,000, 6,300 or 63,000 uh, soldiers that died in Vietnam. But um, but yeah, well, well, I, I don't understand the Well, comparison. they say that they lost, yeah. um, 
58,220 Americans died over two decades right. in Vietnam. I'm right. not sure those numbers. I don't know. Right. Um, and and let's see, in this past year, 283, um, 287,000 uh, infants have died for, um, you know, abortion, you know. But we I mean, there's a lot of, exactly. Hey, let, let me ask you this. I mean, does does the corona come up in a lot of your podcast interviews, or do they kind of? How, how's that been during this time? It uh, it does sometimes. I mean, it did today. You know, um, uh, the uh, gentleman that interviewed me is actually my PR guy, Burke Allen. He's a great guy. He's a very very uh, experienced uh, broadcast guy, and, and a good. He's out of DC. Um, but yeah, he asked me about you know the Corona and, and, and my statement that I felt that, that we had it in our house back in, in December time. So mm. we talked about that a little bit. Well, it's important too, because if you have a story of sort of survival, then you should spread that story on, you know? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. because if you say that it could inspire people, yeah, maybe I had it, maybe I should get tested this, that, and the other. Yeah, no, I do. I actually want to, I actually sent an email to the, uh, when I saw on the news, they had a, a website that, uh, for the government that you can, request a blood test to test you for the antibodies. I, I, I'm more than willing to have my antibodies tested, and I know my wife would too, to see if we had it. And, you know, and, and like my brother is a nurse, and one of the things he says is you can, you know, you can give some of these patients blood transfusion. Someone who had the, has the antibodies, you know, they're kind of experimenting with now, or they're just giving them drug, blood transfusion and letting those antibodies then, you know, cure them. So I'd love to have that test done. I'm just kind of waiting. What did I'm just you see? Of, mm -hmm. Did you see the cool story? The Hanks are donating their blood to, yeah. to fight the virus, and that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah. If you got the antibodies, why not? You know, if I if I can confirm, you know, we you know we give blood. My wife's a like I said, a retired uh, uh, highway patrolman out of Arizona, and I spent you know 14 years at the city of Peoria and stuff, but. But we, you know, we've given blood in our past and stuff, but I, I would definitely do that, you know, if we can get the, the uh, antibody test and show that we are positive for that, I would, you know, we'll be more than glad to donate blood and, and try to help that cause because that, that way maybe we great. can get prepared for the, if there's another wave in the fall, it would be nice to have a nice stock of blood with antibodies in it, you know, for uh, the serious patients that, that need it. Now I, I mentioned, and you mentioned how you were in the military, mm -hmm. um, they were expecting the pandemic of this sorts back then. Were they, what was their preparation like back then? You know, they, um, when I was in the military, they really didn't uh, talk about uh, a pandemic or what we would do or the preparation. I think this took everybody by surprise. I mean, it took the, the U.S. government by surprise. I mean, we didn't really, we really weren't prepared for this. And it's easy for people to sit back and, you know, and criticize and you'd be kind of a, you know, you armchair know, quarterback arm, armchair quarterback exactly and 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 make the calls i would have done this i'd have done that well you know we're, we're in uncharted territory here so decisions have to be made by someone who has not afraid to make a decision you know and and move forward with it but they, they really didn't discuss that too much in the military i mean in the military you just kind of walk through you got your your shot your tetanus or your your vaccinations you know just all the time they just kind of walk you through like a cattle line and they had uh you know, the, the guns on either side of your arm, they just hit you with all these vaccinations, you know, whatever, whenever you need it, you know. How did so. you feel after them? So I had one time where I got shot with four different things in, mm -hmm. in one shot and I got knocked out the rest of the day. Yeah, I don't know it, if you ever felt like that, but. Yeah, no, no, it, it made us sick. Even as a young man, I mean, I was pretty young in the military. It, uh, it knocked me out a little bit. And 
And it always seemed to me like whenever I got a, you know, when they made us get the flu shot, I always ended up with the flu, you know, and the doctors there would say, no, no, you did the shift. The vaccination didn't give you that. I said, well, it's kind of strange because every time I get one, I seem to get that. And I haven't had a flu shot um, in years and I haven't had the flu basically until just recently the coronavirus. But, uh, but I, but I'm, I'm a health nut, you know, and I'm, I'm big on vitamins and, you know, I don't smoke, I don't really drink, you know, and, and my secret is organic tart cherry juice. I used to start okay. drinking that back when I was really bodybuilding heavily. And because it has an aspirin effect, but the effect I really noticed was it was boosting my immune system, like through the roof to where I, I didn't get sick. I, the, the, you know, the five years I drank it, I never once got sick. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, it's got, um, you know, so many, you know, good, uh, you know, good things in it. That, well, uh, you know, I, I love talking about Stanley and Pawlowski, but I've got to I've got to stick with this conversation sure. about vaccines because I'm very curious yeah. now. When Bill Gates is promoting a vaccine, I'm very wary of that, and I'm uh-huh. not anti-vax. But when someone right. like that promotes that, yeah, I don't want a vaccine coming from what his money's doing. I want a vaccine from an actual scientist. Yeah, I think that's a legitimate concern. You know, I, I, yeah. Who who was Bill Gates to to make those? And why kind of, did he retire just months yeah. before this happened? It's right. Yeah, you know, it is strange. I mean, it's, it's it's it does. It makes you kind of think, kind of go, hmm. You know, what's going on there? You know, Bill, and why Bill, are they giving him TV time? Right. So I wanted mm-hmm. your thoughts on all of that. Actually, it it kind of bothers me too. I'm I'm like you, Alex. It I, it kind of raises a flag, you know, with me. And it's you can't really put your finger on it. But yeah, why is this guy who? invite invented windows you know he was nobody before he came up with the idea for windows and and then became a billionaire now all of a sudden he's an expert on on viruses and you know he became a scientist i see that's the problem i have that's the problem i have with with folks like that and the problem i have with like celebrities it's like you know what because you did a movie and you're an actor all of a sudden you're qualified to discuss politics and and science and all this other stuff that you know nothing about you know it's like, and that's why I love what you're doing because you're not going to Hollywood for the big stars. You're using your, you're going to have your own kids in the movie. That's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're really good actors, Alex. I mean, they're they're professional SAG-AFTRA actors, and they've been doing this for about six or seven years. So, it's not, you know, it's not really so much that Dad's getting you a role here because they they they're very qualified. I, I asked them if they would please be in sure. the movie. Mm-hmm. But I love that they, that you're going in house and not like mm-hmm. some celebrity hotshot who thinks they're bigger than tomorrow. You know, it's like yeah. I'm glad you're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, and and you know, you know, and we'll see. And it depends on our budget too. Depends on the budget we get. You know, uh, if we if we go after a big Hollywood hotshot. But there's, what do you think? Yeah, mm-hmm. go, no, go right. for it. No, I said there, and there's a, there's good people out there. I'm, I, I mean, I I'm knocking Hollywood and stuff, but there's there's uh, an awful lot of really good you know people in Hollywood as well too. You know, I mean, we have the ones that stand out that kind of you know say some silly things sometimes, or things I don't agree with, and that's okay. You can say we can disagree. That's that's always my point. You know, it's it's okay to disagree. You know, to have a difference of opinion, um, but there are good people too. You know, a lot of people, good people we've worked with. Kevin D. Miller-Prowski is who I'm talking with, and and while we're on the subject, I mean, personally, with all the changes going on, how are you going to do your day-to-day life after all this is done? I mean, movies may not be in existence after this. I don't know. Movie theaters, I should say. 
I, yeah, I think it will. I, I mean, I don't know. I might be wrong, but I think things are going to go back. People, I think, are, are kind of fed up with it now. I mean, people are willing to do the people are willing to do what they need to do, you know, and and, and sacrifice. You know, every, everyone Americans are very good at that. But when you get them to a point where they're like, why are we still doing this? You know, mm-hmm. th- then people are going to do their what they have the right to do, and that's to protest or you know, say, wait a minute, you know, you're stomping all over my constitutional rights, you know, I have have rights here. Um, But I think it'll get back to normal. I think it's going to, I think it'll change the world, you know, forever, because people, I think, are going to be a little bit more paranoid, and there might be, Mm -hmm. you know, more masks. It may be a good thing that people are washing their hands more, you know, it may help in the long run, because I think people are going to be more conscientious of their, uh, you know, uh, you know, their sanitary practices and, and hygiene, and etc. Well, I can't not ask you this before the interview's up. Uh, what would Stanley Pawlowski say during this whole crazy time? Yeah, you know, he would uh, he would do what he would do what needed to be done to protect his family. You know, if he felt that uh, that you know it was a threat, and you know, and, and, it, and it it was a threat while it was active. You know, he would he would keep everybody inside and do the things that we need to do, and then and then when you know when it's time to go back to life, he would be pushing the let, let's get back to a, the normalcy here and 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 put everything back in place you know well talk about that for a minute because in the when he goes back to the uh orphanage mm-hmm. he kind of has them in place until the time was right didn't he yeah he did yeah i know he he timed that out i mean he planned it out you know real well i mean his first attempt was a, a pretty big failure there but but he didn't get discouraged you know he just he kept at it he was very uh you know, persistent in, in what he needed to do. You know, it's like you got, uh, you know, somebody, what what is that saying? Somebody fighting for their family is is worth a hundred people fighting for money. You know, Mm, mm -hmm. you know, a soldier that fights for his family is worth a hundred soldiers that are fighting for, you know, as mercenaries and he's fighting for his family. So there's nothing that he wouldn't do, you know, to protect them and, and to make sure they're safe. And yeah, that's, and that's what it's all about. That's family, man. You watch out for each other. As someone who loves America, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you just see like even the military is kind of been downgrade. You know, they've been kind of put down during this whole thing, haven't mm-hmm. they? I think they have anyway by saying, yeah. "Oh, we should fund the military." Or, I don't know. I mean, what is what's yeah, no. your hope for yeah. with all I- this? I don't like hearing not fund the military. I mean, that those those young men and women that are out there serving this country and, and sacrificing their lives and stuff is the reason why we have the freedoms we have. I, I know that's, you know, that might sound trite or cliche, but it, it's it's true. I mean, they are these young people are sacrificing themselves and and putting their lives on the line, you know, to protect us and keep our freedoms and give us the right to disagree and protest and do all these things. So. I don't think you want to defund it because this world is a scary place and we're learning now just what an enemy China is. You know, China's mm-hmm. really, you know, they they're their days are um they're gonna have some troubled times ahead now because they've I'm kind, kind of, of excited for that time. Yeah, they've kind trouble, of re- you know. Yeah, they've revealed themselves, you know, that they've shown who they are and what they believe and what they're willing to do, you know. So that's and gonna no change one- the no one was worried about them when they tried to buy the Chicago Stock Exchange, which really was like, hello, they tried to do right. that. What's Why is anybody not happy with that? You know? Right. Exactly. Now it's like, you know, now, now we know where they are. They've, you know, the, the, the veil came down. We see you, China. We see who you are, you know, and what your intentions are. 
And in a way, we're seeing a lot of our politicians, aren't we? I mean, this is kind of what it's also showing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, the, the politicians do have, you know, their their hands in China's pockets, you know. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of them. There's a lot of news, you know, stations that have, you know, China's interest in mind and, and sport, you know, sports and stuff. And it's like it's it's time to reevaluate that relationship, you know. Well, and I, I, I don't want to wish anybody to have this, but I do say it was kind of karma that the NBA had gotten it the first wave because they were the ones supporting china don't mm-hmm. don't say anything against them you know and that was like how fitting is yeah. that ending to that season yeah i mean it's uh you know it's it's karma you know <laughs> like they say well um, and i also love that a lot of military who come on radio shows and do different things are like yes we need hazard pay which mm-hmm. hasn't been bought out yet like they haven't agreed to hazard pay which blows my mind yeah right yeah, it's it's kind of interesting that uh, they don't have the hazard pay because, like I said, they 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 risk it all. You know, they risk everything on the know. front lines of the you know doctors, yeah. ERs, and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. And my brother is out there. I mean, he's he's been out there fighting. He's been he comes back and forth between Arizona and California, um, and mm. you know, as a travel nurse, and he's been right right there, man. He's had the gear on, the face mask, and the smocks, and the you know, been right in there with the COVID patients. And, uh, you know, risking his risking himself, you know, trying to help people. But when you start to see the numbers go down, that gives us a lot of hope. And yeah. that also needs to be sent yeah. out, you know, talked about. So. Oh, sure. And they're going to go down. I mean, that's it's like any virus they, they, they've been saying all along. And I've said all along, as soon as the weather heats up, you know, those those viruses tend to die out, you know, not not claiming that I'm a scientist either, but, right. but I read a lot and I'm listening to the science and the and the doctors who say, you know, say these things. And it seems to be the case right now. I mean, it's warm here in California. It's very warm in Arizona. And I think that the, the viruses are dying. It's dying out now. The cases are dropping like drastically. Well, Kevin, I'm so glad we got to reconnect. It was so funny how that happened. But then you're like, yeah, I got a signing. Let's talk about it. Oh, well, sure. here we are. So yeah, that was, yeah. that was perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And uh, remind us where we can all get the book and where we can continue to follow your journey. Absolutely. Yeah. If you go to my website, heartofsteelbook.com, um, you can, like I said, all my social media is up there. There's a lot of information up there about the book and the story, and there's links to Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and also a link where you can purchase a, an autographed copy. It makes a great gift. If you got someone who's a reader that loves a great story, um, that most of my readers, they, they love the story so much they can't put it down and they read it in about a day or two because they just can't put it down. I had a lady that I sent it to in Texas who, who, who texted me at three in the morning saying, I just finished your book and I got to go to work and I'm, as soon as I compose myself. So it's a, it makes a good gift to us, but it's a good story. So so please reach out to me. I mean, my, like I said, well, that, is, that is a great point because it is Mother's Day and what a story yeah. about, about his mom, right? I mean, that, right. that courage she had. Yeah, it's a family story. It's a it's a story about family love and perseverance and, and a young man's love for his family that he just perseveres through the most unbelievable odds. And and he and it has a happy ending. He he has a he finds the love of his life and and marries her and 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 you know, it's so you know, though it's got a little bit of everything. It's got a murder mystery in it. Um, it's got family drama. It's got a, a beautiful love story and uh, and you know, a little bit of something for everybody. And Kevin, you've definitely put your own 
you know, taste into it with the writing. I mean, I'm very impressed with that every time oh, I read it. So thank it's you. like grip. It is gripping. So I'm glad that people are getting this left and right. So come back and let me know. Let us know what else is going on. And we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alex. God bless. You got it. I'm Alex Garrett. Keeping it real. We'll continue tomorrow.